0: Here's how to tell the difference Sunday between trying to play for the future or trying to play for the now. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. It'll be Steelers versus Eagles Sunday, 102 p.m., in Philadelphia, and it'll be, by every conceivable reckoning, a lopsided blowout in favor of the home team. And unlike the setting against the Buccaneers a couple of weeks ago, there doesn't appear to be a whole lot of uh, escape hatches here. This is not going to go well for the Steelers. They're pretty much outmatched in every single regard, they're not going to win. And and don't even take that necessarily as a negative. I know it'll stink. It always does when you're watching your favorite team lose. There aren't very many positive contexts to that. However, however, in this one, I sure would love to see the Steelers get way more aggressive on both sides of the football, and consequences be damned. You know why? Because both sides of the football need to get a lot better than they currently are, not just for the now, not just for after the buy, but for the future. The future. Something that never gets talked about with this franchise. But If they're being honest with each other, and we're all being honest with ourselves, that probably ought to be the dialogue. And I know we can look at the standings. I was talking about them just last week, but last week was last week. And the math in the standings was very different than it is now facing this particular opponent. But I could go further and make the argument that the best way to beat this opponent is by being exceptionally aggressive on both sides of the ball and, simultaneously, the consequences be damned. Because realistically, when you're an 11-point dog, and even that might be generous, you're going to need a bunch of goofy things to go your way. And you're best off trying to force those goofy things into existence. So, on the offensive side of the ball, throw deep. Been talking about it all week. Go downfield. Go balls. Uh, straight straight up, straight line routes. No more of these stupid curls or anything else. Show Mike Tomlin and the brass that you can get this done With or without Matt Canada, ideally without Matt Canada. And defensively, go get Jalen Hurts. Go get him. You have nothing whatsoever to lose by holding back. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready relevant skills visit pointpark.edu to learn more i get the lack of blitzing without tj watt i really do i have not criticized the steelers for it i don't believe that they deserve to be criticized for it when tj's in there he's i'm talking to people listening to a show called daily shot of steelers you know what tj is you know what he brings He's not something that the other team can account for. And as such, he frees up a lot of other possibilities, notably what's available to Alex Highsmith at the other side, but also what's available on the inside to Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi. And he makes everybody behind him better, too, particularly in the secondary, because he's back there rushing the quarterback, hitting the quarterback. And that in and of itself creates more of this Havoc that's going to be needed that I referenced when talking about the offense taking gambles. Well, there won't be any TJ this weekend either, but go get him. Go get him. Uh, Jalen Hurts has had a terrific season. I'm not here to put down anyone on the Philadelphia side, but he's also shown to be not nearly as effective when he's facing the blitz. That's not me speculating. That's a statistic. That's something that gets tracked. His performance has gone down ever since teams started really coming after him. Now, can the Steelers come after him? You can say no because they don't have TJ. But you also can say they haven't really blitzed like at all for the past two weeks. This came up yesterday with Terrell Austin. I think it's more the way things have played out. And obviously, we've had some injuries in the secondary. So, uh, when you do that and you lose some guys, you know, maybe you don't want to expose them as much. Uh, so, we had to mix up and maybe change up and do some things uh, a little bit differently than the we do. But uh, I think if the situation evolves where we need to, uh, we've got to be able to get, to get out the people. Uh, it just hasn't worked out that way. And I get that. That's sound logic. You want to protect the secondary that didn't have all their guys back there. The secondary, for the most part, has their guys back there now. They do. But more than that, I just feel like this football team needs to set aside a Sunday-by-Sunday set of schematics and just try to get the very best out of their players. I'm not nearly this naive to think that mike tomlin can flip that switch internally much less externally he's just not that coach he's never been that coach because he's never been in this situation but this is when and where to do it he doesn't have to acknowledge any sort of surrender you know walk into the press conference after the game waving a white flag All he has to do is get the team better. Rebuilds aren't in the NFL what they are in other leagues. Rebuilds can happen just like that. All you have to do is have a team, a younger team, that's genuinely improving and that has holes that can be addressed realistically within a salary cap structure And that has some sort of culture and understanding of winning. Well, the Steelers have all three of those things in place right now. They really do. I believe, again, call me nuts here. I believe that the Steelers can take a stride toward winning their next championship, if you want to hear me go overboard, by performing well on both sides of the ball, and getting individual progress, getting some guys to start feeling good about themselves again. That then carries into the collective, and that then carries into next week, and that eventually carries into next season. You'll have a better idea about the players that you have right now and the players that you'll need then. But by holding them back, by handcuffing them, by being afraid of things that might happen or the risk that's inherent, I'm sorry, not now, not anymore. When we come back, J1Q. in Pennsylvania. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's J1Q comes from Matthew Maccabee who says, "I was quiet the whole time. I tried to give that man a chance. He got to go, bro. Like 100%, he making historical lows in nearly every offensive statistical category." Un acceptable. Oh, Matthew. (laughs) There isn't even a question in here, and I still had to pick it because this is basically what all the questions actually are. Matthew's just being more real about it and more direct about it instead of asking things like, So do you feel like there's a chance that maybe possibly after the bye that there will be a different coordinator? All you're saying when you ask that is exactly what Matthew did. He did it in a much, uh, let's say, youthful style, but it certainly came across, didn't it? Look, I've spent so much time beating up on Matt Canada That I'm not going to do that again in this episode. I might in the next one, Monday, but not in this one. I would like to see these players take that stride forward that I was describing in the opening segment. And I'm going to start naming some names here. I want to see Kenny Pickett have his first, like, I'd say breakout type game where you go, Whoa, hey. And you eliminate any and all uh, of this lingering you know, debate back and forth. Not so much about you know, whether or not Mitch Trubisky should be in there or whatever. I'm pretty sure that ship has sailed for good, even among the public. But more along the lines of, is he going to be the guy? And it's not going to be easy because the Eagles have that blitzkrieg defensive line. They're going to come at you all day. The Steelers, especially on the left side of the offensive line, are going to have a massive challenge on their hands, but let's see them do something too. This is what I'm talking about when I say, find out what you have in the current players. The left side of the line, Dan Moore and Kevin Dotson, haven't gotten it done the last couple of weeks. They just haven't. And if they continue to not get it done then you'll have a clearer idea of what you need to acquire going into next season and possibly even investing a high draft pick in the offensive line for the first time. In forever, it seems. Let's see what the offense looks like when George Pickens gets targeted like all the bleeping time. Let's see what the offense looks like if the opponent says, hey, we're tired of this number 14 beating us and we're going to double him. It'll be the first time the Steelers have had a receiver doubled since A-B. Okay. (laughs) let's see what that looks like. Try it. Push it. Throw the ball downfield. You're not going to connect on all of them. You're not even going to connect. On half of them. But you got to do it. Throw the ball to receivers on the run. That's something that Kenny himself focused on this week in his meeting with reporters. He wants to see guys catch the ball in stride and take off forward instead of all this curling stuff. Okay, great. Do it. Might result in a couple of picks. Might even result in a pick six, given the nature of those types of routes. So What? So what? He's going to have to get better at it or you're going to have to find out about it at some point. No one thinks that the Steelers are going to win this game. I'm not sure that's quite crept into the Pittsburgh locker room, but no one else does. And I really feel like a lot of the same goes on the other side. You know, let's see some different stunts, some different blitzes. Yeah, the defensive playbook is deeper than the offensive playbook, but that's only because the offensive playbook is like one of those uh, those placemats you get at Eaton Park that you draw on with crayons. See, I said I was going to stop with the Canada stuff. I'd like to see the defense get a little bit more creative. I'd like to see some more blitzes, as I'd mentioned. I'd like to see some more stunts. I'd like to see guys moved around a little bit. Everything's become too vanilla on that side of the ball, and I don't think that that's helped the defense. Although, again, to their credit, they did perform well in the second half last week in Miami. Just try stuff. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to get all goofy and wicky-wacky or whatever, but try stuff. Get a little ambitious. Put a little fear, maybe even just a little, into the other team. Like, whoa, what are these guys doing? Make them think about it. Be the aggressor. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. I'll be heading out to Philadelphia tomorrow, and we will do another one of these on Monday. And it will be joyous. I can promise you that. I'm actually going to force it. I'm going to be joyous no matter what happens. That's a deal. Are we on? Are we on? Will you also be joyous? Let me know.